And we are back and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, y'all? I'm India Cook. Hey, India. Hello, we have episode 107. Can you believe it? We are 107. Look at that. 107. Exactly. Yeah, we keep we keep pushing along and pushing along Mm. and pushing along. We are, we are. Yes. How was your last two weeks, India? No huge complaints. Um, just kind of chugging along, but getting you know some very low activity in here or there. Um, still going to a chiropractor and doing my PT. So getting my body together to start ramping up miles for Peachtree Road Race, and also probably getting myself prepared for some fall races. So I've been doing well. Work has been super busy, so that has definitely consumed me. And then, of course, wedding planning, which has its own is a, is is that's own a job. job exactly. That's a job in itself. <laughs> but yes, but I have been doing well. What about you? How was your cherry blossom ten miler race? Oh, it was Did cool. It was cool. Yeah, it was nice. Um, you know, I love DC. DC is like one of my favorite cities. Um, of all time. Uh, you know, I went to Howard, so I spent a lot of time there. Um, so I love DC. Uh, it was cool. Uh, travel was easy. You know, of course I had, you know, we still had to keep the mask on, on the plane the whole time. So that was a little much, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, but, um, I stayed out, uh, in crystal city. I want to say it's called stayed out in crystal city, which is right across the river from where the actually race took place. Um, now of course DC is a huge City. It's not like Atlanta, you know, how with the peace tree, the MARTA will go ahead and start the trains early just to get people down to the peace tree. Yeah, uh, DC Metro didn't care nothing about the chair blossom. So no trains got started. I had to take uh, Uber to get over to the race in the morning. But it was cool. Um, the only thing, I mean, it was pretty flat. I was not expecting that. I thought it would be more hills. There was on, like the, the only hill was the last hill. Uh, it was the race, the end of the race was the mm-hmm. only hill. Um, good crowd support. Um, the course was great. The day of the race, the weather was perfect. Um, I think I spent way too much money at the uh, expo thinking it was going to be, well, I thought it was going to be maybe cold. So I, I was buying stuff just in case. And in the end, I did end up, I've never done it before. I wore, um, the leg compressions. You know what I'm talking about? Like Short the leg sleeves. Pants. Yeah. Huh? Long pants or or, or half no, sleeves? Sleeves. Yeah, the little, oh, oh, okay. you know what I'm talking about? The little leg yeah. cap that go over your calves? The calf so, sleeves. Yeah, so I wore the calf sleeves. I wore a long sleeve shirt. Um, and, uh, you know, I wore my um, my visor. I wore my race visor. I, if I could tell you how many people were like, the race! You know, oh, I mean, so yes, it was really crazy. Because, you know, you forget. I just wear it because I always wear it. Because it keeps yeah. sweat out of my eyes. So I forget I even have it on. And people are like, the race, the race. I'm like, why the hell are you yelling at me? What the, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, the, yeah, yeah, the race. Yeah. You're like, yes, we're at a race. Like, what are you Yeah, about? yeah, why are you tripping? But anyway, um, it was cool. Uh, like I said, they had, like, part of it runs, like, along the river there. Yeah. That part, you know, I, I don't, anytime, any straight corridor that I'm running straight, I like running and turning. Cause I feel like I'm going somewhere when I'm just running for a long period in a straight line. It just seems like it takes forever to me, but that was the only part that I felt like I was like, you know, not really getting it going. Um, I drank a lot of water, so I had to pee a lot and it, they didn't have a whole lot of porta potties along the way. So it was, you know, the one time I, I just kind of finally said, just stop. And it was just a really long line. So that kind of yeah. slowed me down a little bit, but I really wasn't running for time. I just was out there enjoying myself pretty much. Um, but it was a good crowd. Um, it definitely, I don't know how many people actually run in that race, but like at the end, when you go into the mall, it definitely looked like a really big race. Cause you, you know, of all the people and you know, everything like that. Um, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, the day I got there, the expo and you know, well, I got there on Friday night, um, went to the expo Saturday, uh, because of where I was staying, I didn't get to go to the shakeout run that, um, what's the name of that group? Up there, say again. District Running Collective. Yeah, I didn't get to go to that because I saw they had it. But if I would, by the time I would have gotten there, done that, gone back, you know, I didn't want to do all that, so I just did my checkout run at my hotel. Um, but uh, I did go into the expo. 
the expo was nice. They had a lot of vendors, um, and they were selling a lot of a lot of gear, you know, that sort of thing. But it wasn't like big. It was a smaller, you know, expo compared to like what we would be used to back when, you know, um, when you know Atlanta Track Club used to have the big expos like in the uh, World Congress Center. So nothing right. that size. Um, but all in all, a, a good weekend. And definitely, I would say, definitely a race that you I would sign up for um, again. Because um, yeah. it really didn't feel like 10 miles. I mean, it was that, because yeah. it was so nice. It didn't even feel like 10 miles. Exactly. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it when I did it. I think I did it, well, I think it was 2019 that I did that race. It had, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was 2019 that I did a race for sure. Um, and it was like that for me. And I don't know if this is straight away that you're thinking about, but was it like the tunnel where all the, not tunnel, but it was like an area where there was nothing but cherry blossoms, like kind of draped over the streets. Yeah. 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 It didn't, well, it wasn't, the cherry blossoms weren't as prominent as, uh, you know, okay. you know, probably were when you did it, but okay. it definitely, you, the trees lined it and then the river. And then if you looked over, you could see the airport, um, exactly. across the river. Yeah. So it was that straight away. And then I saw, okay, the di district running collective, they had their setup where you had to pass them twice. Um, so they were partying it up. So <laughs> yeah. that was pretty cool. So, um, but yeah, definitely a, a fun race, definitely a, a race uh, worth doing. Um, it was kind of weird because I very rarely travel and run. So getting up in a hotel, trying to get yourself together, you know, getting to the start line, I couldn't find because my Uber driver, he, you know, they closed off all the roads. So he didn't know how he could get to the start line. So he just let me off like right across the bridge from the Lincoln Memorial. Yep. And I had to try to walk across and I, I got lost. I was like, oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to get to the start line on time. Right. It was, so you do, was, I remember that happening when I when we went. So Braxton went with me the year that I went and we mm -hmm. had to literally, the, the Uber driver had to drop us off awake. I want to say it wasn't a ways away, but mm -hmm. it was far enough to where we had to walk into it. Like you couldn't get close enough to it. Yeah. The way that they had the streets blocked off. So. Yeah, because they said that, that you know, certain streets would be open, but they weren't. But anyway, but yeah, once again, definitely worth the trip. I did get a chance to, you know, go to a couple of, you know, go to a restaurant um, and get a good dinner. But other than that, I pretty much was in, in the hotel room. I didn't bring the right clothes. It was a little chilly on Saturday. Yeah. And I didn't bring the right clothes. No, I totally understand. Well, I definitely get it. Congratulations on your run. I am very happy for you. It's kind of one of those things that when you get some of those runs or distances out under your belt, you feel more confident for the year. So it's good that it was a, a earlier, earlier part of the year for that race. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because in my training, I never ran 10 miles. I think I got as far as eight. So yeah. it was it was interesting. I usually at least, you know, most of my training, I will try to except for a marathon. Of course, I'll try to run the distance. Um, but yeah, this time I didn't get a chance to. But it was good because, you know, we're getting into to Peachtree Road Race training season will be, you know, coming up shortly. So um, I, I'm ready for it. Yes, definitely. I am excited about it as well. And kind of what we were discussing with the peace tree, the whole thing of, you know, the, the route and the heat and humidity in Atlanta. So, you know, you kind of almost have to um, be prepared on all levels when it comes to doing that race, but we are very excited for it. And I'm excited because I think there's a couple people that are coming in from out of town that I know that will be running the race. So I'm looking forward to being able to see people as well. That's great. That's great. Now we got a big race coming up shortly, not here in Atlanta, but um, up in Beantown, uh, mm. another world major that'll be uh, coming, uh, I guess it's coming Monday, um, yeah. that the rest of the world's getting ready for. So what you got? What you think? The Boston Marathon. Listen, I'm excited. I don't know about you. I think I'm more excited because I work completely remote now from home and now I don't have to like stress sitting at my desk trying to watch the trying to watch the race so I can actually sit comfortably on my couch have my laptop on my lap and watch the race in the morning mm -hmm. so I'm definitely looking forward to it I was I was kind of sad to find out that some people pulled out of the race which to be expected so like Sarah Hall pulled out due to a knee injury um Helen Taylor because of a because of planter and then your friend Bekele pulled yeah. out he said that he just doesn't feel like he was at his top performance. So that's good. Go ahead and pull out instead of DF. Yeah, go ahead. 
DNF. Yeah, pull out. DNF. <laughs> but wow. Kayla, look, but Kayla, he, I, I, I mean, you know, I think he might have, you know, done his thing at Berlin and that, that was it. Like he gave it his last hurrah. And that was it. But you know what? Michaela, bruh, you ain't got to prove nothing else to me. You, you've done it all. I mean, you know, if you want to keep running, that's great. But otherwise, hey, you've done it all. Good, good job. Yeah. Well, I'll say I am looking forward to the lineup, especially of Americans that will be running. So I'm looking forward to seeing Scott Fable, Jared Ward, Jake Riley. You always hear me talk about him. CJ Albertson, Nike Montanez. Like I'm looking forward to seeing those guys as the, some of the top Americans. And then, of course, we got Des Linden, Molly Seidel, Sarah Vaughn, Nell Rojas, um, Stephanie Bruce on the women's side and a couple others. So I'm just really excited to see not only what those times will look like, because some of those runners have run definitely Boston. This isn't their first rodeo. But I'm just looking forward to seeing kind of what is going to happen. I actually want to see what CJ Albertson can do this year, because it was it was in October when he kind of went out super fast down for the and and kind of hung that first place for several miles um and then it changed so i look forward to seeing it and it's really interesting this time with the with the race um tommy because we just had boston in october so having it come around again um in april i'm excited because it's on the the traditional patriots day but mm -hmm. it is feel like we just had it so i'm looking forward to seeing what it's going to look like and actually, because I have a friend um, that lives in Boston, he was like, yeah, because they go out, you know, it's Patriots Day there, like his kids are out of school. That it's kind a of holiday thing. there. Yeah, it's a holiday. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, it might be warm because he said it was like 70 degrees today um, up there. So I'll be interested to see what the weather looks like, if it's going to be warm if, or at least a you know, little chill comes in. Because, of course, with a marathon, you want it to be a little chilly. You want you want it to be you want the spectators to have coats on um, if yeah. you're running a marathon. Yeah, like 40 degrees for a marathon is perfect. Yeah, exactly. So that, that will be interesting. Yeah. So I definitely look forward to that um, and seeing it. And of course, it is about 30,000 runners that will be running. This is the 126th running of the race. About 30K runners will be running it. And again, it's on Monday, April 18th. Um, and unfortunately, there are some runners that won't be running it. Um, I think that they thought that they was going to be running it, but will not. So um, the Bo Boston announced, a Boston Association, they announced that they are banning um, some runners that were our residents of Russia and of Belarus. So for those, and it was about 63 runners that were told that they could not come and run. Um, and of course, that is because of the current status that's going on over there and the pol political stuff that is happening. What do you think about that, Tommy? Do you think that that was fair? You know, I think about it this way. So let's let's just say, let's talk about our, we got a current president, Biden. Let's say Biden messed around and did something crazy, attacked Canada, I don't know. Just, you know, something crazy. Um, and I would be mad, you know, and then as an American, because of what Biden did, now I can't go to Canada or I can't, running a race, I would feel some kind of way about that. Cause I mean, I'm not my country. I'm just a person. So I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I understand why they did it. Um, mm -hmm. to, you know, show solidarity with the Ukraine, which I completely understand, but right. I'm almost positive. None of those 63 runners are, you know, the ones bombing the Ukraine. They're the ones that are trying to lay low and be safe. Um, exactly. I mean, you don't, I don't know. Now there might be a couple of them that were going to come over here with Russian flags talking crazy. Who knows that, you know, you never know. <laughs> I guess but they're saying Boston is saying better safe than sorry. Yeah, sorry, exactly. Um, yeah. I just think the timing of it and the delay, like, I don't know how long they have been unsure about when this was going to take place. Um, I just, for me, I just really don't like when races do these type of announcements a week, two weeks, or even a month before the race. Because think about it, usually people train two to three months, at least three months usually for a marathon. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like you've been training and you expect to go to the U.S., you've taken time off of work, and now you get given this. But, I mean, who knows? Those 63 runners could also have been very concerned and stressed with the status of what their life is, and maybe they couldn't train for what, what it needed to be um, if they are living in situations that are not as safe in those areas. So uh, I'd be interested. Yeah. 
I'm very interested to see if any of the other world majors follow suit. It's depending on, you know, how long this altercation between the Ukraine and Russia go. Um, I'd just be interested to see if any of the rest of them, you know, do the same things. For um, sure. Because I guess, you know, we're fighting with the only thing we have to fight with, which is, you know, finances and blockades and, you know, not giving them this or whatever. So I guess mm-hmm. this is part of it. But like I said, I think as a U.S. citizen, if my government did something that offended another government and then that other government says, well, you can't run it, you know, well, not even that other government, some organization says you can't run in this race. I'd be like, I'm not my country. Um, mm-hmm. So why can't mm-hmm. I run? So but, right. you know, it, it's, it was 63 people. I'm sure they they'll be okay unless they bought a ticket. I'd be pissed. You know what? I still come. I would still come to the U.S. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna come and hang out. <laughs> you just be like, I'll come. I'm gonna come to the race. <laughs> exactly. I'm still gonna come and holler. What up? <laughs> I mean, if you bought a ticket from Russia to the U.S., what up, dude? I, you know what kind of cancellation fee you gonna have to pay on that? Come on now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely pricey. Well, outside of that, I am very looking forward to Monday to see what it's going to look like, who's going to win these races and what it's going to look like. Um, And I mean, I feel like um, there are several people that are your everyday runners that we know that are running Boston. So I'm looking forward to seeing their experience. And some of them are first time Boston runners. Um, So like Kara, she's a she's a big um, listener of ours. Kara Olick, I congratulations to you, and I look forward to seeing your experience um, in Boston. Um, Tommy Runs, who who we will be having on our next podcast episode to hear about his Boston experience, but this will be his first one. There's a lot of people that I'm really excited to hear about their experience because, of course, we know that Boston is the what people see is one of the most exciting races um, of the year. And, you know, to be able to run and qualify for the race in general is a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, a badge of honor. You run Boston, you, you're doing something. Yes, for so, sure. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Yes. Well, Tommy, I have a question for you. So, okay, when I started running in 2000, when I started running in general in 2008, I was doing more solo running than anything. I did try to connect with a couple of black girl run groups in Atlanta, but didn't quite stick with that. Um, But when it was time for me, after I got done with my semi-pro cheerleading season, when it was time for me to get into something else, I was really big on trying to find a run group to run with. Now, when I was looking for a run group to run with, I was looking for a group that was my age. So of course I was in my twenties at that point. So a group that was in my 20s, they needed to work on my schedule. I needed to see that they were active and what I considered inclusive. And that meant for me at that time, do they have people out there that's going to make sure that people are not left behind? Um, Are there people that can run my pace? Can I keep up? Will they wait for me? And are they going to be welcoming and nice and happy? Or are they going to pay, shame me, et cetera? Like those were a lot of the things that were going through my mind when I was I was looking for a run group. Now I was able to connect with movers and pacers and they were everything at that time, everything that I needed and I wanted. And so it worked. But for you, what do you look for? Look, what do you look forward to when you are looking for a run group? Or if you connect with run groups, if you were just kind of like up and go, are there certain things you think about when it comes to feeling included in run group space? Um, pace definitely was big. You know, I didn't want to run with, you know, somebody that was too fast. I didn't want to run with somebody that was too, you know, that ran a pace much slower than mine, um, either. Um, so I looked at that, um, age, eh, I, I didn't really care. And also, um, where y'all drinking afterwards? Uh, you know, I liked the group that, w- that had camaraderie. It wasn't just about, you know, running. It was about, mm-hmm. you know, going and, and, you know, having a meal or something having afterwards. Social like a, exactly. It. Exactly. So those are the kind of things that I, I, I look for, um, you know, when I was running, you know, with running groups. But like you, I ran solo a lot. But yeah, that's what I was looking for. Definitely. So over the last week, Self Magazine um, did an article and our good friend, Carolyn Sue, um, as well as Sid Baptista for, that um, started Pioneers Run Club, 
was a part of the um, was a part of the article, and they gave their feedback in regards to being inclusive in the run group space. Now, a lot of it was exactly what we mentioned, Tommy. It was about pace. Like, am I going to go out and be left behind? You're just going to tell me the route, and I'll see you when you get back. Like for me, I hate that. Like, don't just tell me a route, especially if I don't know where I am, yeah. what neighborhood I'm in. Tell me a route, and tell me we'll be here when you get back. Who knows if I take the wrong turn or someone snatch me up? And like, also, just- I can do that by myself. I don't need to get in the car and come to do that. I can do that in my house. Right. That's my thing, too. If I'm going out to a run group and I'm going to be left behind, I could have ran by myself at home and not spent 30 minutes, especially in Atlanta. Like I back in the day, I would spend 30 minutes to an hour to get to run groups that I liked. Mm-hmm. But so if you if I was feeling left behind and like nobody cared, nobody waited on me or there was no one with me, I'm like, I could run at home by myself and not spend 30 minutes to an hour in traffic. Exactly. So that's one thing. But of course, then it comes into and on the same lines of that the thing of safety comes into play, right? So certain neighborhoods that you're running in, do you feel safe and comfortable to run in those neighborhoods independently? Or if you would feel okay if you were to run with a group or if there was someone else next to you. Um, and then of course, the the whole thing of social involvement, I think has evolved over the, the years when it comes to run groups. You'll see run groups that are having hangouts and meetups. They have social hangouts that is not even a run day, but you know that these are people that you would usually run with. Um, Having run groups that you can also hang out with directly after the run is always fun. Um, But a piece of the article that really, I don't, I think that I would like to see more run groups to be in this space is to actually have some of their leaders to be coaches and actually have people that can actually guide new runners into the space of running, right? So not only have a good leader, like not anybody can be a leader, but a lot of the run groups are people that have founded, the the leaders of the groups are people that founded um, the organization or people that have stepped up and just have those good leadership leadership that good leadership potential but if some of those people were coaches just imagine how it can evolve the group in different ways as far as giving people tips and tricks being able to kind of help people out of ruts when they're just not feeling great or just giving them the guidance on a coaching standpoint so I felt like the article from self magazine was really really good and I would just let like for me I think it's always interesting when people um, people ask me all the time about run groups in Atlanta and I always give them, I have a couple that are top on my list, depending upon who asks me, um, because I feel like there is different dynamics between each run group, as far as the type of people that engage in each one. True. True. Uh, you know, and I mean, honestly, I'm not big fan of like really big run groups. I like mm-hmm. smaller run groups where you actually get to know, you know, the other other runners, um, I've only run into maybe a few run groups, but like Pace the City that I used to run with down off of the Beltline, we all got to really know each other, you know, really well. And now, even now, even though most a lot of them don't run anymore, we still keep track of each other and that sort of stuff. Um, so that's another thing I'll add to it. The, the size of the run group was a big thing for me. That's really interesting because I don't think that I mind it being, I feel like, personally, I think, I feel like the larger the run group, the more options of there being someone or more than one person that would maybe in my pace. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Whereas I feel like if you're with a smaller group, you know, you might, like, I feel like there's less likely for there maybe to be people that I would feel comfortable running with. So, I mean, and I think, that, I mean, there's a, when it comes to pace, there's a thing about being left behind, but I think that there is a huge opportunity and good, um, good aspect to run with other people because they can push you to go faster to Mm -hmm. be faster and not kind of like um cause yourself to kind of not push through your fullest effort so i think that there is some really some great um options to being a part of a run group or great things to be um involved in but i just think that when it comes to being left behind i think it kind of for some people it causes them to not want to run and then there you have your people that when it comes to run groups, if they're left behind it, they want to keep coming so they can keep catch up to the people that are in front of them. But I think it's more the latter. Like most of the time people are like, listen, y'all keep leaving me out here. I'm not going to keep running. Exactly. I'm not going to keep coming out here. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, of course, both of us took up running and went and would run solo anyway. But there are some people who probably need that that group to if they're just getting started and they need that group to support them 
to keep them going. Yeah. And actually, so like now, so my, the, my first couple of years in like real true, true running was with the run group. And I actually miss it. Like I miss running with the group, connecting with people, having fun, having that accountability. But I also feel like my life has changed now to where like certain run groups, I'm not going to drive that 30 minutes to an hour no more to get to a run group that I want to connect with. Like, it's just not. So I, I'll go right out here, lace my shoes up, go right out here, to this road out here and do my miles and come back home and continue my business. So I think yeah, that, that looks yeah. Different. I mean, yeah, definitely. Same thing for me. It's just too much, too time consuming mm-hmm. um, to do all of that. So let me lace up, step out this door, step back. I mean, I won't even, you know, I live not far from stone mound. Dude, it's yeah. hard pressed to get me to go out there and run anymore. Cause it's just that drive, get mm-hmm. out, run, drive back. You know, it's just, you know, that's, that's an, that's another, that's an extra, 30 minutes to an hour that I could have, you know, been back at home and doing whatever else I got to do that day. Right. Yeah. So I see I them at the race, you know, it, exactly. But I just think that for those that are interested in starting run groups or um, that are currently have run groups, definitely taking the time to kind of scout out people being comfortable running in areas that you run in having pace groups or people that are going to stay behind, stick with the back of the pack, middle of the pack, front of the pack, having different pace groups for each one um, and having people that are welcoming to you. I've been to run groups and as soon as I came, they didn't know me. And as soon as I came up, they were like, what pace are you? And it was almost like quickly pace shaming and not Mm -hmm. even being welcoming. Like, hey, how are you? Welcome. It was just kind of like, oh, what pace are you? Okay, you'll be back there. You'll be with them. Like, it was just very dismissive Mm -hmm. and not welcoming. So I just kind of just think that it would be very important for people to kind of understand the the type of group that you're facilitating. And that doesn't mean that you can't have a run group that's speedy and everybody's fast and it's not inclusive to everybody. Because I do do understand that there are some elitist groups maybe Mm -hmm. that are seven minute miles and faster and that's what they want to keep it at right like I Mm -hmm. definitely understand that there are those groups but I think that when you have those groups you are kind of capping it not in being inclusive to other people and there also are groups that um that are not inclusive as far as distance like there's some groups that only do three and four miles and you may have people that come out to the group that want to do that want to train for a half marathon so they have to pull back from coming to your group runs because you're not giving more distance options um so i think that that's important as well for people that are looking to to do group runs but i'm all for it i tell people get jump into a run group don't be intimidated some people feel like they're clickish but trust me i think once you go you feel welcome and you connect with the right group you'll love it well and you just said it the right group most definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, and talking to the people, if you're starting a run group, decide what kind of run group you want. Like you said, if you do want a speedy group, you know, brand it that way. Hey, this is what my group is. But maybe, you know, if somebody asks you about it, hey, we're, we might not be for you, but here's another group that might be more for you. You know, right. and when you're doing a group, um, I think, what was that group that you used to run with way, way mm-hmm. back? In, yeah, I think they did a good, did a good job of branding who they were. Um, and you know what they were looking for as far as people that ran in the group and um, they treated it like a not a business I don't want to say but marketed it that's what that's what I'm trying to get to they marketed the right way to get the type of people I guess if, if that they wanted out there to run so um, I think that's what groups should do and as far as what you said as far as when somebody new comes whoever's a group leader needs to welcome whoever I, I don't care if they end up being someone that can't really run with your group or not you need to walk up to them and welcome welcome them like you you like you work at mcdonald's hey right. how you doing come on in that's <laughs> mcdonald's because mcdonald's people be rude what well, can I, like they old school rude. let me say like chick-fil-a. chick-fil-a yeah chick-fil-a there we go you need to welcome them like you chick-fil-a that's how you because you're right mcdonald's is rude as hell and and it's the ice cream machine never works <laughs> dude they be upset you notice that too they be mad as hell. Dude, they be acting like, because I do a lot of mobile order stuff, and I get in that drive-thru, and I be like, oh, yeah, I'm CD41. Drive around. Right. Okay. <laughs> hey, you all right? Right, or you're halfway through your order, and they like, is that it? Like, it's like, <laughs> no, I need another number one, that all. <laughs> around. I'm not done. <laughs> like, what the? But anyway, now we 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 
Yeah, yeah, McDonald's. I don't know what didn't happen to McDonald's. I used to love McDonald's as a kid. They just didn't. Mm. Ain't no healthy choices at McDonald's. Right, none. <laughs> they didn't even got grilled chicken anymore. I mean, no. I was like, dang, y'all even got grilled chicken no more? Like, no. And they chicken nuggets ain't even chicken. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's something else. But anyway, back to the group run. And every group needs to have a guy like we're getting ready to talk to, Mr. G.K. Uh, Smith. A guy that will make sure everybody gets to the finish line together. So um, yes. his name is Glenn G.K. Smith, uh, stand out here in the Atlanta running community. And we're going to talk to him right now. And we are back with the run duo. And we got a great guest, old school <laughs> runner, Atlanta G.A., Mr. G.K. Smith. I mean, if you run in Atlanta and you don't know G.K., you don't run in Atlanta. Basically, right. what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, how y'all doing? How you doing? What's going on, GK? Just having a good day, as always. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Man, it's, it's like it's been a while, because I was telling India, like, yeah, let's get GK on, because I had talked to you before the pandemic about coming on the show. I was like, man, I got to get GK on, because it's been so long, because I haven't, you know, I don't really get out as much as I used to. I hadn't seen you in so long. I said, man, we got to holler at it. Because this is exactly the type of person we want on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate oh, our it. pleasure. Our pleasure, man. So for those that don't know, and I mean, honestly, I don't know. Tell us how you got into running. What got you started in running? Are you a high school track star? Or are you someone that got into it later in life? Um, no, I started in high school. Um, my freshman year, I really wanted to play football. But in the equipment I didn't even weigh a hundred pounds. And I don't know, those numbers don't add up. <laughs> it was like, nah, bruh. <laughs> nah, those this numbers ain't, this didn't ain't add no up sport. at all. GK, so, you could be the kicker on that. <laughs> so, I'm like, I need to find something else. And one of my friends, he said, well, you should run cross country. I'm like, run cross country, run across the country because cross country <laughs> did not make sense. Right. And so I went and you know, he said, oh, we're doing five miles today. And I had no concept of distance. I just was running with a group of guys. <laughs> and that and that started it all. Wow. So you you were in cross country freshman year in high school. Yes. What did where did you grow up? What part of the country did you grow up in? I was, grew up in Ohio, in Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. So were there other African-Americans that ran cross country or were you like the first or? I wasn't the first, but I was the only one on my squad. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I got you. For three of the four years. And in the athletic league with the different schools, there was a couple other ones, uh, other African-American runners, but you know, we just all took care of each other. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And I ask that just because even today, African-Americans running cross country is is odd look like you don't see yeah. that very often so the fact that you got into it back then is is rare right so yeah that was way back in 1980 i got Do you, you remember your first practice for cross country oh yeah i remember my first practice because i did not have proper running shoes okay i, I had me a pair of converse dr j's Okay. <laughs> and I ran those jokers in the ground. <laughs> and then um, um, then my dad um, got me a pair of Brooks running shoes. And mm. and back then they had this thing in there called the, the Virus Wedge. Mm. And so they tried to make you run on the inside of your foot. Mm. So you would, was that? That's pronate. Yeah. And um, I ran those. I made it through cross country season. And then when I had to tell my dad I need a new pair of shoes for track, he, <laughs> bro, you need to get a job. <laughs> and, and so that, that summer I got a paper route and that's how I, I kept my, my shoes up to date. But a one pair of shoes and a pair of spikes for a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, when I was in high school, that was me too. One pair of shoes and one pair of spikes. Yeah, How right. we have two and three, a whole closet worth of shoes like, like we do now was not nah. heard of. <laughs> Man, my, my track coach had to be like, he was like, cause I had, mm -hmm. dude, I think I showed up to my first track practice. I had my, my like distance shoes were like 
Reeboks. I had some of those popular Reeboks that everybody was wearing yeah. um, in the 80s. I had a pair of those. And I remember my track coach was like, well, no, you need to get a pair of running shoes just for running. I was like, you don't know my pops, do you? Yeah. No. <laughs> he going to be like, what? No. no, we don't do that here. <laughs> so I completely understand where you're coming from. So you're running cross country in high school. Do you continue into college or, or, or what does your, your career take you? Well, so um, I was better on the track. I, at least I felt I was better on the track than cross country. Um, coming out of high school, my best time was, was 1510 uh, for cross country, but I was, I was a 420 miler on the track. Mm, okay. So I, I felt more comfortable on the track. So um, was fortunate enough to get a ride to Ohio State University. And I ran there. I ran I ran cross country, but I didn't enjoy it because cross country on the collegiate level is monstrous. I'm sure. But I still enjoyed track. Um, you know, I got my freshman year, I never forget, we went to um, Seagate Relays in Tennessee. My first track meet. And I'm all excited and I run a 413. Mm. And I wasn't even top 10. Mm. <laughs> oh, y'all for real, for real. Right? <laughs> oh, y'all really run it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, things got, you know, kept on working, got better at it. Um, I was fortunate enough eight times to run sub four. Mm. And got to do a little running overseas. And now I, I, you know, a day of running is a fun day. Right. So how did it transition from loving, well, doing cross country, not loving it, but loving track to now doing distance? Like, where did that transition take place? Well, I've always been a, a distance runner, you know, Anything below 800, I was looking at you sideways. Okay. You know, I, I, I just, in high school, it was fun. Mm -hmm. College, I mean, when, when they're running six, you know, they're doing a 10K and they're doing it in 29, 30 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, and collegiately, you know, you're jumping hay bales and running through creeks and, and right. they still knocking them down. Right. And I was like, wow, that y'all a different kind of runner than what I am. <laughs> you know, and you know, you know, the, the best story I have from college is we went to go run a race in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Back then there was no such thing as tights. Mm -hmm. And you know, the ladies on the, the cross country team like playing jokes on the fellas. So we asked them, how do we how do you stay warm? And they said, oh, we wear pantyhose. Well, I'm like, well, bro, we're going to wear pantyhose, you know. <laughs> These women went out and got us all control top pantyhose. Now, mind you, <laughs> I don't weigh nothing. And then you, wow. and then you don't get these small contr control top pantyhose. We did not know the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's nothing like seeing you know, nine men raving on the ground trying to pull these things off because... <laughs> We didn't know, and, and all the girls just giggling and laughing. That was not fun, but that 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 was one of the good times running collegiately. Right. Well, that's great. It looks like you know running definitely took you places. So it's good that you didn't you didn't get to play football. Yes. You still got all your faculties, and right. you got a, a full ride to a a, a Division One school, and you yes. got to lead a country. So I think it, it, at least in the beginning, work, running really worked out for you. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I cannot complain about running. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, everything has its, its ups and downs, but overall, it's been positive for me. That's good to hear. Mm -hmm. So now college. So you're, you're in college. Um, mm -hmm. Do you do anything after college? Do you do you attempt any like you know Olympic aspirations? Do you run with any um, United States teams, anything like that, or continue on to um, 
I know they do have professional meets as well. Yeah, so um, I got picked up by Nike and uh, I made it to the trials for uh, the 10,000 meters. I got it down, I got down to 30 on the track, but didn't make it anywhere. But, you know, I, I, I enjoyed running. You know, it, it was it was fantastic. You, you know, overseas running is like soccer here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, we need you to be a rabbit for 10,000 meters. You know, you only have to you know, you only have to run the first three laps to get your check. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <sighs> you know, but, you know, living out of a suitcase is hard and rough, you know. I enjoyed it, met, met a lot of great people, ran in a lot of great places, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was time to come. After three years, I was done with it. Right. Good. That's good. I mean, and I like hearing that because I like other people to hear there are different roads you can take with running. Um, the main road I want everybody to hear is Division One education. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. You yeah. can't you can't beat that with a stick. So that's I, what a lot of I want people to hear. I now, mean, it, well, not even Division One. I, I don't even care if it's Division Three or Divi- yeah. you know if, yeah. if, if if a college wants you to come and run, go run. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I gotta um. If your young self, something. What would it be if you could tell your your let's just say your college self? If you could tell your college self something, what would it be? by Microsoft. No, it would be, (laughs) it would be, um, be more attentive to your coaches and what they were saying. Mm. You know, I'll, you know, I ran the 5,000 and the 10,000 and and that was great. Mm -hmm. You know, but coach always said, if you, he said, you can move up, but you need to do it in steps. I went from the 5,000 and 10,000 why run a half marathon when you can run a full? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Went right on past the half. <laughs> I, 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 I took those two, three years to run halves to understand better, to prepare for a full. Right. Gotcha. I always find it interesting when people go from go to run a marathon and haven't done a half. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying this for our listeners, we all know on this call, like no one, it can be done. But it's just it's just a better experience and you understand your body better after running 13.1 miles. You're like, okay, you got to do this again. And what will that look like for you? Um, And it's just kind of a learning experience. And between uh, just kind of training, discipline, nutrition, how your body works, like it's so many things you can learn just from a half. So I agree, but I always give kudos to people that can go from never running a half to running a full. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know, back then, you know, I, I didn't have the nutrition that we have now. I didn't have the the shoes and the gear that I have now. Um, mm-hmm. I went and I went and ran my first marathon in a pair of Pegasus, Nike mm-hmm. Pegasus, mm-hmm. and they was brand new right out the box. I didn't, you know, I didn't know no better. better. Didn't know you need to break them suckers in. You know, it's just like track, you know, we put on the shoes and we get after it. So I'm like, and you know, I'm just running with a group of guys. All thing I know is don't lose contact. Mm -hmm. And so my first marathon was, was 252. Oh, Had no idea how fast that was. <laughs> yeah, that's good. When what now was your first marathon? Like, good God. <laughs> um, Refco Marathon, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Okay. What year was that? Uh 90? 90. Okay. Maybe All 90. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when I wasn't even thinking about marathons, I, even, I was in 1990. I was like marathon. So what's that? Ten miles? I mean, you know, yeah. I knew nothing about it. So you were doing something. I didn't even know people did that. The only marathon I probably knew about then was the New York City Marathon and the Boston Marathon. It was probably the only two I even knew existed at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, that's that's big. What was it like back then running? I I, try, I talk to people sometimes like with all the gadgets we had, you know, Garmin, and we have all this stuff now. 
And I'm like, I try to tell people, shoot, back when I was in high school, I used to get in, tell my dad to get in the car and drive a mile so I knew how long a mile was, so I knew exactly what my loop was right. <laughs> back in the day. What was it like back then running without all the gadgets and how it's changed so much since then? What, do you ha what have you seen? Well, the thing I love the most is my Garmin. You know, because I can I can instantly see what's there. I mean, we didn't have earbuds. We didn't, you know, we didn't have little Sony um, nanos or whatever it is. We had the big old Sony Walkmans that you still had to make the tape. And you, if you was lucky, you had the one with the radio dial on it and the big headphone. <laughs> but you could only listen to that while sitting on the sidelines. Mm. You couldn't run with it. Mm. Um, and I, when I was running, if I was running alongside the road, cars would stop and let you clear. Mm. Not now. No, they don't do that now. <laughs> you don't care, baby. You be. <laughs> you, you know, I, I didn't had, I didn't, I didn't ran in, in cities where the police, like, how far are you running? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going down five miles. Where are you at now? I don't know. I'll, I started at this point. You say, okay, you about two miles. I'll, I'll make sure no car. And I had cops just escort me. Really? Just wow. Being, just being good citizens. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they just see me out knocking down miles. Wow. You know, yeah. I, 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 I ran past fire stations and they're out there washing the, the, the truck down and they just turn the hose on me because it's a hot day. <laughs> I have no problem with it. You, you know, and the shoe technology is just out of this world. Yeah. How I wish I had these shoes now back then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, running, running into Pegasus for the time period you talk about, those are probably the first ones. I mean, I guess New Balance has some good stuff out there, too, because I yeah. think I used to run in some New Balance when I would do my mm -hmm. running for uh, wrestling and stuff like that. But, yeah, Pegasus was probably the best thing you could probably find back then. Nike New Balance Puma, yeah, Puma right. was real big. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one? Asics. Mm -hmm. Asics had just come out because they had all the racing flats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, now, GK, you're mm -hmm. talking 1990. Well, tell me this: when did you when did you sit when did you step off the the track for good? Like, when did was it okay? This is no longer going to be about trying to get to the Olympics. It's no longer about college. When was that? 96 96 so in 96 you, you you're done and i mean talk talk about the feeling when you finally let it go were you, were you like ah oh, off your shoulders or was it kind of like well what am i going to do now what am i going to do now <laughs> that 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 was it what am i going to do now all i know is running i'm still not big enough to play football <laughs> I, I i only got a right hand so i can't play basketball i'm gonna give away everything <laughs> So, you know, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, my friends, well, you can still run. You know, there's races all over the place. What do you mean there's races all over the place? Mm -hmm. So you didn't understand the concept of road racing? No, road racing was was a foreign deal to me because no. everything I did was on the track. Mm -hmm. So it, I didn't understand running on the road. Mm -hmm. And from so from like 96... The 2002, I got into, you know, 5Ks, 10Ks on the road and, um, you know, just having more fun doing that. Because like I said, my first marathon, I went from the track, ran the marathon, came right back to the track. It was just something to do. Yeah. And, um, and then in 2002, uh, my father passed and he, he was my biggest supporter, him and mom. And um, I didn't take take his passing well so I, I i just took some time away from running period and then um then in 2005 2006 i got back to it and been been at it ever since okay now wh what brought you to it i know you went to school up in ohio and you're from that area what brought you down here to atlanta job yeah, well, that's usually to do it. <laughs> some money. Oh, you got some money yeah. for me? <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> what? When was that? When did you get to Atlanta? Uh, 2010. Okay, so okay, so you've been here about 12 years. 
Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So you've been here 12 years, but it's like you've been a part of the running community forever. The way, you know, the way you, yeah. you everybody knows you kind of thing. Well, I mean, I mean running's fun. Running is, is a communal group. I mean, you befriend one person, you, you know, you're there for somebody. And, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated and, and people look out for you and you look out for them. And so that's mm -hmm. the way it is. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Now, when you got here, um to atlanta because i guess were you coming from ohio or where were you coming from at that point? i was coming from detroit detroit okay so you're coming from detroit to atlanta talk mm -hmm. to us about getting into the running community here in atlanta like when you first got here did you just you know did you did you sign up for the atlanta track club what kind of got you going actually i was um i was running i met up with um i met ed and jason so Ed Walton and Jason Russell with Black Men Run, I met them first mm -hmm. and they invited me out to a run and they was running down at, um, at Piedmont Park. And, and this is before Black Men's Run became Black Men's Run. Yeah, it was that, that first, those first couple of years. So it's still right. growing. Mm -hmm. And we was out on a run and someone had had a dog loose on the trail. So being in Detroit kicked in. I left the group. I was gone. <laughs> like if the dog is chasing anybody, he'll get the back of the pack because he won't get me. And I was gone. <laughs> I took off and, um, you know, I've been, you know, just meeting new people and growing since then. And, and the thing about UGK is because I know you are good about helping other people get to where they want to be as far as pacing and that kind of thing. So how did you get into that side of it? I wish I could tell you. I wish I had a great story to, le to lead into that. I, Listen, I, I don't even know how I met GK. It's been several years, but I have no idea how or when we officially met. But I know there have been some runs that GK has, I would say, bullied me, like, straight it up, pump your arms, do this, do that. And it may have been just... That may have been our introduction to knowing each other that, more than probably. likely. So I feel like GK's introduction to the running community is that just like helping people, telling people what they needed to do, but in a very nice way, but just very helpful manner. Because I really, GK, don't know how I met you, but it's been so many years. I, I couldn't even tell you, India. I mean, we've always, you know, we've always spoke and always had, you know, what's going on oh I'm right. have you checked this out have you done this have you gone to you know you know uh -huh. these you know I know this doctor I know this doctor it's just mm -hmm. like I said I love running and for the most part I love everybody in the run community we you know <laughs> we just have a good time and that's about you know if you if you can if you can walk you can run a mile is a mile. So it all, it all ends up the same at the end. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, when I talked to you back, I think it was at the actual Olympic trials here in Atlanta um, mm -hmm. for the marathon. You were, you were uh, working with a company that you were pacing with. Are you still pacing with them? Yes. I'm, I'm no. still pacing with them. Um, I haven't, I haven't signed up for anything this year um, for pacing jobs. I've been just, I'm just trying to get back in the swing of things. This mm -hmm. COVID, this we maybe so I'm just trying to get back in the swing again. You know, feel comfortable. I feel comfortable running, but I, I still want to do it for myself. Maybe this year and next year, mm -hmm. and then just get back into just to truly pacing and yeah. Now I know the you've been taking people on training runs that are running uh, Alaska. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. So um, you kind of train, you're the official trainer for uh, takedown uh, Anchorage or where are they actually going to be running at? Yeah, we're running the mayor's marathon and half marathon in Anchorage, Alaska. I think it's June 18th. Mm. And so th that should be fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, you know, on Saturday mornings, I, I have routes planned out and all over the city and, you know, usually I get yelled at because there's way too many hills, but you know, you're it's in Atlanta. Atlanta. So this exactly. was <laughs> but you did the same thing for team takedown, didn't you? 
Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, you had the routes and everything. See, that's what I'm talking about. He's being real humble, people, but this dude will literally get routes together for you. What you want to run? Three, four, five? Okay, I got you. We got the route set up. Let's go meet it on Saturday morning, and, and I'll get you there. So right. that's amazing. Something that I appreciate with GK, GK, obviously, even though you are not running the four minute miles anymore, but you are a speedy guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But GK, when he does do these group runs and helps facilitate these group runs, he makes sure no one is left behind. So that means that your people that may be in the back of the pack, maybe potentially like myself, GK will run up to make sure the front is good and he will double back to make sure the back is good and make sure that everyone is okay. So whether that be his 10 miles turns into 20 or his three miles turns into six or nine, that's what it will be in order for him to make sure that everyone not only is safe, but is good and feels comfortable and included. So I just want to say thank you, GK. I don't know if I've ever, I probably have, but thank you as always to continuing to do that and being selfless when it comes to the runs here in Atlanta. Thank you. And you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> now gk you've been running a long time um yeah. i i, I want to say besides maybe some of the elite people we have talked to and we say elite like olympians mm-hmm. i don't think we've talked to many people that has run for the longest period that you have run for you know from mm-hmm. you know freshman in high school i mean i know you said you stopped for a few years but i don't think i know anybody that tenure what is the most memorable run that you can think of whether that was in college high school you know past that point or maybe the one that you're most proud of? The most memorable one is my very first cross country race as a freshman in high school. Because um, unfortunately there, there is a, uh, a white gentleman there that did not like the fact that I was, I was running JV at the time. Mm-hmm. And he did not like the fact that I was easing up on his son. And he, he said the words, don't let that N-word beat you. Mm. Well, unfortunately, this, this, is, this, is where, this is where I develop, you know, you hear me talk sometimes like I paint a target on the person's back and then I run them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is where I've cre- I developed that. And I painted a target on that young man's back and I ran him down in that JV race. And every, every time, you know, I... I that was the one race that I did everything the coach said, you know, come out the corner, run harder, you know, try to pick up the pace. I was, I was doing everything the coach said that day. That day. And, I, and it was all about pounding that kid. And, and he, and he was great, hmm. but it was to get at his dad. That was right. my whole purpose. You probably got that so kid beat on, that night. Or was he on the opposite team? Huh? Was he on your team or the opposite team? You, it was a, a weekend invitational. So okay. I don't, he was on someone. He wasn't on my squad. Okay. Okay. So, gotcha. So you know, his dad probably took him home and beat him. He may have, but uh, he never said nothing else to me. He, he, you know, me and him talked afterwards. He even apologized for his dad. I said, I know it wasn't you. Yeah. You yeah. know. And but since your dad did this, you can see the back of my seat. <laughs> yeah, you go see. You know, you know, um, uh, my coach back in high school, he used to, you know, he said, if someone says something to you or says something to the team, the the adage he had is elbows and assholes. That's all they need to see. And 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 he meant that from his mm. heart. Yes. And you know, and that's what we tried to. That's what I did that day. So that was the most memorable one. And the most fun race was um, in Dayton, Ohio. It's the Dayton River Corridor, which is right is a couple of weeks before Boston. Mm-hmm. And I went out there and I ran that race and I won entry into the Marine Corps Marathon. Mm-hmm. That's what was that was the one of the prizes they was giving away. And that that was the most memorable one because that was the first time my parents actually came to a road race and watched me run. Mm. Oh wow. So the, those those are the two standouts for me. Nice. 
Real nice. Mm. So what does the future hold, GK? What you what you got? What do you what do you have anything out there that you want to do that you haven't done as far as running? Or if you got something that had nothing to do with running you want to talk about, we'll talk about that too. Um I wanna I wanna I'm getting ready to start classes for USA track and field to become a coach. To get the get all the certificates and everything. And um I just want to coach. I I, I want to give back to what what I've I've been given. Mm-hmm. And then the wealth of knowledge from different coaches and different different athletes that we sit and talk and we chop it up and understand different things about running. I, I just want to give back, you know, and I I, I enjoy it. I mean, like, um, not this weekend, I think next, no, the first weekend in May, I'm going to start running, holding, you know, anybody want to come out Sunday, meet up at Lenox, we're going to run Peachtree, Peachtree course. So you, you know, those first timers, that's, that, that, that's a different, that's a different beast, you know, 60,000 people sitting out there. It's it's a different if it's a different mindset. Those that have run it before, you know, every year is something different. You know, you never know what the weather holds. So you know, just come and run the course and feel confident in what you're going to do. Gotcha. How many pre series have you run, GK? Uh, seven. This year, okay. You running this year? Yes. All right. So is this going to be your eighth? This one coming up. Yeah, this would be okay. my eighth. Come All on. right, I think you about with me. I think I'm eight or nine. I can't remember yeah. anymore. How many? How many? Uh, how many cups you got? I know you got a, a top 100 cup somewhere in there. I got four. You make me sick. <laughs> I got four of them. That's nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. India, so got any goal races that you have on your bucket list? Do you still have any marathons or half marathons that are goals for you to be able to run? Um, yeah, I have um, Detroit is my A race this year. Mm. Um, so go run, and I want to run the in, So, you know, Detroit has two versions of the half marathon they have the international and they have the one that stays in continental United States. So I'm going to run the international one. I'm going to try to run. My goal is to run a sub 130. And we'll see what happens. That, you know, that's in October. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Listen, that's I great, man. Exactly. <laughs> I might actually come out and run with you on a Sunday just because, I, you know, I like to at least run that, that uh, course once. Right. for the actual day for the for the peachtree so i might come and catch you on a sunday yeah um, well th- well that first one I, I think i'll the farthest i'll do is like the first three miles and turn around and come back just mm-hmm. you know because what what happens a lot of times is you know you hit the start you get right down right down lennox right there by where's that bank of america i can't think of the name of the street but then you have the long downhill yeah mm-hmm. That's and, you know, and, and what happens, a lot of people come flying down the hill, then they have to walk up the hill. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> pull up, just enjoy the run because the, mm-hmm. the race starts after you come back up cardiac hill. Yeah, after three, after three. I tell people all the time, like people that ask me, I'm like, the first three miles are downhill and some flat. And then when you hit mile three, it's rolling hills from there and yeah. a couple steep ones. So... Save, save gas in the tank for the last three miles. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I hate, I mean, cardiac, of course, is hard, but my part is running right there in front of the high. I hate that look, that corridor in front of the high. It just seems like it just goes on forever. Like I'm never going to get 10th Street. It's not even as steep as like it cardiac it, and it's still after cardiac. But I think but it cardiac is takes it out of you and then you yeah. hit that area and I'm just like, Oh, yeah. dude, I just want to get well, 10th Street. Well, if, if you ever notice, if you ever if you ever walk it, you come up cardiac, but it's a constant uphill till you get to 10th and make the turn. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, it's, yeah. It's, there's, it's, it's a constant, constant. uphill. Is, there's no, so that's what gets everybody that you're still climbing up the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. 
but of course it's our it's our our shining jewel here in atlanta so we love it <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's definitely a fun race it's definitely a fun race. it is very fun and when you run with sixty thousand people you don't forget the hills but it makes you forget them a little bit because it's a party on the pavement <laughs> yeah it, it definitely is a party it definitely is yes most definitely hmm. Well, GK, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I mean, India probably knew your story. I had no idea. I knew you would run, you know, in high school and stuff like that. Had no idea that you ran for Ohio State. So, you know, yeah. big ups, man. That's that's a that's a great running career that you had. And you keep going. And I love that you're giving back. As far as the, I know you said you want to become a coach. What level? Are you, do you want to do high school, junior high, college? Do you have you decided? I haven't even decided. Mm-hmm. I haven't, haven't decided. You know, high school would be fun, but I think college would be fun also. But also, you know, you know, helping young runners, you know, in middle school, I Mm. think that would also be fun. Or, you know, having a a summer track program. There you go. Yeah. You know, so there's lots of things sitting out there. You know, I I just have to, you know, figure it out and decide what I want. Exactly. Well, let me know when the when the track. If you do start a summer program, let me know. I have Trey out there. Okay, uh, fantastic. <laughs> he only three right now, but I'll still put him out there with you. You'll you oh, be yeah. in good hands. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Trey be running around everywhere. I swear he's gonna be a runner because when I, every time I see him, his little legs is going. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, they keep telling him he's fast at daycare, and you know when you tell little kids they're fast, they want to show you. Exactly. So he. He always wants to run. He don't want to walk. I mean, we were like, Trey, just walk. He doesn't walk anywhere. In the house, runs. Absolutely. Yeah. Room to room, running, running. I'm like, dude, look, uh, I'm not chasing you down the street no more. <laughs> so, but yeah, when you do a summer program, let me know. I'll definitely bring him out there to you. Okay, I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, once again, GK, uh, yeah. thank you so much for speaking with us this afternoon, taking time out of your day with us. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me and, you know, extending the invite, you know, it's all, it's all about running and having fun. Exactly. Hope to see you on the pavement soon. Oh, you sure will. What a great conversation with Mr. GK Glenn Smith. Yes. Man, he's, I mean, you know, we, I think, cause we talked to Troy Johnson, uh, I don't a couple of episodes ago talking to, to GK. I mean, these are guys that I love talking to um, just runners that just run, you know, and help other people. And GK is kind of like Troy to me. He can't, he, he don't know any enemies. Everybody's a friend. So mm-hmm. it was great talking with him. Definitely. And just seeing the love for the, for running and continuing to have it for all of these years. Like a lot of people sometimes fall out of love with running. And so it's always good to see people continue to run and enjoy it. And again, like you said, spread the love for it. So exactly. thank you GK, so much for coming on. And we yes. hope you enjoyed the conversation with him. Exactly. So, India, if they want to holler at you, how they going to do that? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at I of Indigo Runs, and that's E-N-D-I-G-O with the E, with the E, Indigo with the E. <laughs> um, I of Indigo Runs, I am on Facebook at India Cook, and um, you can also find me on my website at milesfromindia.com. And you can hit me up at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com. As well as you can hit me up on Instagram at tmitch68. All right, India. We will see y'all in another two weeks. Yes. Peace. Have a good one.